Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Daniel Pina with another uh, program on uh, Defender of the Faith podcast. It's good to uh, come back and just share what's on my heart. It seems like I always say that every time now lately. It's uh, 11.30 p.m. Monday on May 18, 2020. And so, um, just, uh, wow, what can I say? A lot been going on and still going on as we continue in this um, uncertain time that we're living and I speak specifically here in the United States. And um, what I'd like to talk about tonight will be something that's not popular. Something that not many pastors or believers are talking about. What I want to talk about a little bit tonight is what if there's a possibility that the Church of America is going to face some sort of persecution And what I mean by that, let me backtrack a little bit. I believe that we're at the early stages of things that are going on in our nation, that there is a soft persecution towards the church. I've already said that on the other programs, and I'll just repeat myself a little. We have the incidences that happened in the state of, I believe it was Mississippi, to the two pastors that were having the parking lot services where the police officers came and gave them tickets and harassed them a little bit and all that against their constitutional rights. Uh, we have several governors and mayors that are uh, being uh, tyrants, man. I mean, just tyrants. And that it seems like they just have a hatred towards our Constitution, our way of life, and specifically Christianity, and specifically the name of Jesus Christ in the Holy Bible. And so, maybe I'm going to shock you tonight. Maybe you're thinking, why are you bringing this up, Brother Dan? We are the church age. You know, we are soon waiting for the return of the Lord and the rapture. Well, I do believe that the Lord is coming. But as far as the timing, no, no man knows the hour, no man at all. No man, it says, the word says. But I believe we can discern, you know, His His coming because of all the things that are going on. People say, well, Brother Dan, there's always been earthquakes and rumors of wars and nation against nation. That's true. But what makes our generation unique than most generations is where we're at right now and how globally minded most people are now. How small our world is now because of technology. And I said it before and I'll say it again. In the book of Daniel, he was told by the angel that knowledge would increase to and fro. And so we see that before our eyes, all the things that are going on. And now we're starting to see some of the agenda that's behind the corona virus, supposed uh, uh, pandemic, supposed pandemic. <laughs> and I'll say it again, I'm not downplaying those that have died. That's sad. You know, people die every day. Let's face the facts. Death is something that's common amongst us. For it is appointed a man to die, and after this, the judgment, the Bible says, we were born to live and live to die. Amen. And so with that being said, Where do we stand at with all these things? If we've seen some of the soft persecution that's going on against, um, you know, the church in America. And I know there's things going on worldwide, but I'm specifically dealing with our nation. Because it is our nation that's going to answer to God tremendously. Because at one time we were exporting the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. And the things that we're exporting now are, are stuff to be ashamed of are sinful, and even the way we presented the gospel, perverted and corrupted of man's teachings and doctrines of demons is even a, 
an indictment against us. So I say tonight, let's look at the handwriting on the wall. Look at a, I just seen something on Facebook, one of my sisters from California, because that's where I'm from originally. And she posted that there was a church in Sanger, California, that was shut down yesterday for some reason. And I've been trying to dig into that and find out what's going on. I haven't found out what's going on. Whether we agree or disagree, um, that's still <laughs> that's still dealing with our constitutional right. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, amen? And uh, something that um, that has made this nation blessed, but what's made this nation blessed even over on top of that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what am I getting at tonight? Well, I've been in the book of Acts for a little while, the last couple of weeks, and I continue to want to be staying in there. Because I believe that God has saved us best for last. I believe that we're living in the end times. I believe that there's a good chance and possibility that we're starting to see <laughs> this locomotive called the last day's prophecy starts going into overdrive and just starts gaining momentum. And we will see if I'm right or wrong on all that. It just it's, it, That's my, you know, what I believe in my heart and my spirit. And we will see. And so we look. We look at all the things that are going on. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it's phenomenal. We have our government that's speaking more about vaccinations like there's no tomorrow. And even at their point, they're kind of saying that it's just voluntary. But how quick could that change of a flip of a dime? It can go from voluntary to mandatory. I'm going to go, I'm just going to get a little political of that. You know, I really don't really do that. I'm usually just in end time events and all that. But just because of some of the concerns I see and some of the things I want to just bring out to you, and I'm sure some of you are well aware of what's going on. So it teaches us how to pray. You know, there's power in corporate prayer in the name of Jesus. And so we see even our, our leader, even the president has spoken about uh, the contract that the Department of uh, Defense has made with, I forgot which company it was, to make the the uh, vaccine shots where you're going to put the vaccine in you know the 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 needles themselves and uh i've even heard stories of possibly it being rfid track so here we go with the chip you know and so they're supposed to make a millions and millions of these by supposedly the end of this year and also the president has also went ahead and said that He's getting the military involved to make sure that he can distribute all these vaccines as quickly as he can to as many as the American people that he can. And he even made the comment that he knows, you know, that some will refuse it. So my concern is, is what happens to the people that do refuse these vaccines, you know? I mean, is, are they just going to say that's okay? Or is there going to be repercussions? Or is there going to be a penalty? Or is this, there's going to be something bad happen? I'm being point blank with you tonight because that's the world that we're living in right now. I say it and say it time and time again that the enemy know that his time is getting shorter. And so he's going to push hard. And what I said before too is that when the Lord lifts his hand off this nation and this world, then we're really going to start seeing things get just overdriven. As Bible prophecy has said would come to pass to be fulfilled. And so we see the connection between our military to bring the vaccinations to people. We've seen uh, HR 6666 was saying, uh, it's not saying mandatory, but if you just kind of read the wording, you know, there's still leeway that it could go that way. Uh, you heard the terms of mobile units, whatever that means. I mean, let's think about that. And being able to come to your private re residence. And if you want, supposedly they're saying by volunteer, that you could be tested. And if 
you're found positive, they will help you quarantine. And if you don't have family that can bring you food in the 14-day quarantine, then they'll bring someone else from the government to bring those things to you. So where is this all leading at? You know, why all this? Why do we need the military involved to distribute vaccinations? What is the military usually used for? It's usually used to to protect, to fight, and to enforce something. That's what the military is usually used for. Now, I know that our National Guard have been used in other ways. That they're, they're here to protect the nation, you know, from any enemy trying to invade. But they're also been used uh, for... Um, uh, man-made uh, destructions and man-made uh, things and weather patterns, tornadoes, hurricanes, you name it, earthquakes. They've been used for stuff like that. But they've also been set up to be ready for a pandemic as we see what's going on right now. And so, wow, what, what a strange time that we're living in. But it should just draw us closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, our hearts and our minds and our lives to Him. Knowing that that day is probably coming sooner than we think that he's coming back for us. So praise God. And so my concern right now, my brothers and sisters, is as we start seeing this, the economy in our nation reopening in different places in different states, is how far is that going to go? And what's going to happen once they get the vaccine that's supposedly supposed to cure everyone? Now, I've heard of uh, Bill Gates making a comment that possibly there'll be 700,000 people, I guess that means throughout the world, that would have side effects. And so I would consider that even as far as saying would die from this this uh, vaccine that they're making right now. And so what's the concern about all this? My concern is, is control. Is them wanting to control us in one form or another. We hear Google, and I forgot who it was, the other one, are planning to make some kind of platform for apps so uh, they can track the coronavirus. Those that are infected, those that have been exposed, and those that are are not infected on our on our mobile phones. So you know, here we go. This world is getting smaller than smaller, and we are losing our privacy day by day. So that tells me that something is up. Something is around the corner, and as I said, as God permits, when He says it's time for that to happen, He's going to let it to go happen. But you can you 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 can count on this that things are very interesting right now. And so let's say if if we don't agree with the vaccinations or certain things that they want us to do. I mean, you see some of the power struggles that are going on in California. The mayor of California, I mean, of of L.A. is saying that they're going to extend the stay-at-home orders till I believe, what was it, July, August, or September, somewhere around there. That is insane. Man, they're going to destroy the economy locally in L.A. And how vital is L.A. to the United States and even to the world. Amen. You got the Long Beach port that's not too far away, I believe. And so you see stuff like that and you wonder, what is really going on? I mean, even the numbers of those being supposedly infected now is starting to be lower now. So the count's going down to a point. And so so why is there still more control over states and cities 
at this point? What What is the real deal? What is the agenda behind all this? Now we're starting to get reports of them saying that uh, that uh, they're uh, they're what they what they projected or they, they they thought was going to happen did not go as high as far as the numbers of people getting infected. And thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. But now what? What what are we waiting for? What what's what's the game plan here, church? We got to wake up. We got to wake up and smell the coffee and understand the times that we're living. That the spirit of Antichrist, as, as John has said, has been here from the beginning, but it's intensifying now. We are no longer seeing people hide what they were doing of their wicked deeds, but now it's coming out in the open, even in broad daylight. We got globalists are sitting there and saying what they're planning to do to this, to this whole world, and not even hiding it, but boldly proclaiming it. And so what does that say? It says that, you know what? If they're if they're if they're boldly saying proclaim what they're planning to do with this new old order, then maybe we're closer to it than what we expect or what we think. Twenty twenty five years ago, fifteen years ago, even they were hiding it with their secret meetings and all that they were doing, and now it's all out in the open. People are talking about being globalists, and we need to be global minded and. And we need to preserve this earth. And I'm all for that to a point, but not to the point that we're worshiping the earth. They call it, what, Mother Earth? <laughs> it's something that we've been indoctrinated since we were little. But that's what it is. It's, it's a form of a, the goddess of Gaia. That's what this is about. Amen. Romans uh, chapter 1 speaks about that. That they'd rather <laughs> worship the things that God has made than God himself. Amen. And so, what is the agenda? Let's get to the heart of it. It's not only to, uh, to crash the economy in the great United States of America, because they have to do that. In order for the new world order to go forward, they have to knock out the Western nations to get everyone to think globally minded. And so not just the economy, but they must come against the church of Jesus Christ. Now look, we're under the church age, but let's be frank about things. Our brothers in China feel like it's the tribulation for them right now. Look what they're going through. Much hardship. They are dying for the name of Jesus. Families are being separated. And, and, and <laughs> Christian men and women are being sent to these kind of like camps that they have in China. And we know that China is a communistic country. We know they're not going to tell us all the truth. They even lied about the numbers of the... Uh, they even lied about... The virus, and we're trying to hide it for a while until finally they couldn't know more. They could have probably contained it, but only God knows the truth and all that's going on because it's been such a smokescreen. But what if the agenda really is to break the church of Jesus Christ, which they're still not going to be able to do? They're not going to be able to do that. They can weaken, they can, they can come against it and persecute it. But what if it's all about slowing us down uh, for presenting the gospel. I'm speaking to you from my heart tonight. I'm speaking things that are hard, but I'm also speaking in reality. We can't stick in our head in the sand and think that everything's going to be okay. And I pray to the good Lord of heaven that things do go back to some kind of normality. But will it really ever will? Will we ever go back to something that's normal? Or are we headed into a future that's going to bring about the biblical prophecies that the Bible has said and has spoken and will be fulfilled.
when the Lord permits. So what do we say? And what do we do? I'm going to say some things right now. It's going to probably get some of my brothers and sisters upset. But we got so many people that are rapture-minded that they think that nothing can happen to the American church. We think that we're just going to skip over this. And I pray to the Lord that we do. I pray that the Lord comes soon for us. I'm tired of this world. I'm tired of this system. You know, I know that we want to be with the Lord. But I believe there's still a work to do and a harvest to bring in. But don't think that we could not face some kind of sort of persecution. Look what's happened the last couple of months. The threats and what they've done. They sent pastors to jail. Whether we agree or disagree with them pastors, that's not the point. The point I'm making is they've done it. They crossed over that line. That's the point that I'm making. Just saying, wake up, church. Wake up. Wake up. Who's who's speaking that in our nation right now? Who of us of the Church of America is sitting up and saying, maybe it's time for us to really start <laughs> getting into the trenches because who knows what kind of a spiritual warfare that is coming. You, we think that the enemy is just going to let you go out there and pick the harvest and get souls in without a fight? Are you crazy? Are we crazy to think that way? Did not Paul say to, to put on the whole armor of God? And after having done all to stand, do we understand that we're in a warfare? Do we not understand that we are in the Lord's army? Do we not understand that we must be to a point like the military? We must learn how to fight this battle. Do we understand what it is to how to pray with authority and how to stand in the light, how to stand in truth, how to stand in the love of God in our hearts? To a lost and dying world, do we understand who we're fighting with and who's coming against us? Do we understand how organized the enemy is? I'm not here to glorify him. I'm here to warn you what he's up to. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And at this moment, somebody somewhere dying and they're going to a Christless eternity. They're going to that spot that's reserved in hell until the judgment day and then transport into the lake of fire, into eternity. Think what I'm telling you. Think what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you to stop living your lives. I'm not telling you to stop working. I'm not telling you to stop loving your family or living life. But I'm telling you, remember what time we're in right now. Redeeming the times for the days are evil. Remember where we're at and knowing how to pray and how to lead our family. Maybe the Lord just got you as a ministry over your family. Then do it with all your heart and your mind. You disciple them. You teach them the word. You pray with them. You pray with them. You plead the blood over them because we're living in the last days. And the exciting part about all this is that Jesus is coming maybe sooner than later. And that's what we're hoping for. That is the blessed hope that He's coming for us. But until then, we must tarry, as He told them in the book of Acts. Tarry until you be endued with power. Have you been endued with power? Are you walking in the Spirit? Amen. Are you empowered with the Spirit? Are you walking in that, in the love of Christ, that you could reach out to people, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the book of Acts, in the third chapter, we have an incident here where 
Peter and John are going to the temple to pray. And there was a lame man sitting right there before the temple outside of it at the beautiful gate. And they looked at that man and they said, silver and gold have none. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And everybody knew in that community, in the city of Jerusalem, that this man was lame since he was young. And now he was able to walk. So this stirred up many people in the temple to see this miracle. And praise God, Peter and John give the Lord credit for that, for that miracle. The power thereof of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And because of that, they were brought in and questioned by the Sadducees. Amen? Amen? The rulers and elders and scribes. And they threatened them and commanded them not to preach in this name no more. But in Acts chapter 4 verse 19. I'm going to read the scripture verse 19. It says, But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, you judge. He say, you judge. Hallelujah. They said, you know what? We're going to listen to God. That's what they were telling them. So what am I trying to show you here? This, this was the beginning of a soft persecution against the church of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts. The next incident, amen, they were brought again before them. Amen. God was moving strongly and they brought him again. They brought the apostles before the same group. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second time around, and the funny story about this is that they locked him up. <laughs> but the angel of the Lord came to them and opened the gate of the prison and told him to go speak these words of life. So when they came to look for them, they were not there. So they went looking for them and they found out they were preaching again in the name of Jesus. So they brought him. Hallelujah. And threatened them again. Told them, we not necessarily tell you not to preach in this name. And so Acts chapter 5 verse 29. It says, then Peter and the other apostles answered, said, it, said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So they beat them. And in verse 40, 41... It says, and they, the apostles, departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. What are they saying? They continued no matter what, what was coming at them. So now we see that the, the persecution is intensifying. First they were threatened. The second time they were brought before this council, they were beaten. And so we continue in this till we get to the story of Stephen who later in the last part of the seventh chapter was martyred for the gospel's sake. So you see this pattern. It was a soft persecution. They, they were beaten till finally somebody was martyred. That's what the enemy's up to. And that's what he liked to do to the American church. I'm just here to tell you, 
prepare. We must prepare for whatever's coming in the future. We must seek the Lord with all our hearts. Say, God, help us to do what you're calling us to do, Lord. Help us, Lord, in this time that's uncertain, in this dark time in our nation, that your church can rise up and be a light unto this nation. And maybe possibly, amen, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Come on, turn from wicked ways, come on. Then there's a chance that he can heal this land. But if not, then we're going to continue that where we're continuing. And we must fight the good fight of faith. In other words, keep our faith in Christ no matter what we face. It doesn't bring me any joy to speak these things right now to you all. But I'd rather speak what's in my heart, what I've been studying the word, and what I sense, what I see coming if we're not careful. And sometime in the future, as times get a little bit more interesting, as times get darker, that if the church is not ready for that, then what is going to happen to us? If we're not truly rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, we're going to fall for anything, my brothers and sisters. This is not a time to play church, but this is a time to get ready, to see what's coming in the future, and to prepare for the Lord's return. Amen? That's what this is about. Being found faithful, when he returns, that he finds us doing what he's called us to do. And I'm here to tell you that no matter what we face, the power that resides in us, the Holy Ghost, greater is he that is in us than he is of the world. He will give you the strength, the courage, the boldness to serve Christ and to proclaim this gospel and to go forward. I read it again and I'll read it to you again. I think I read it the last several podcasts back. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, after, after they were threatened, Acts chapter 4 verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the apostles, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. That's what we need right now. We need voices that are the power of the Holy Spirit that understand the gospel, understand that their strength is in Jesus Christ and their identity to stand up and to proclaim the truth, to reprove the darkness and expose it with the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we need right now. We need men and women of God full of faith in the Holy Ghost that are willing to stand no matter the price or what comes at us or what attacks. That the Lord is with us. And I'm here to encourage you. We are not to fear. We need to pray that out. We need to be like these brothers in the house. They prayed and the house was literally shaken and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. And that's what we need. You and I need boldness right now in these last days. I'm telling you the truth from my heart, my brothers. I pray that I'm wrong on this. I pray that, that the Lord just comes and raptures it up. And then we go home and praise God. But even then, what about the souls? What about the harvest? What about people? 
What about those that are dying, those that are blind? What about those that have been deceived? Are we going to go out there and we're going to proclaim this or are we just going to think of our own house and our own church and our own four walls? I pray that this does something to your heart. Not condemnation, but conviction of the Holy Ghost. Conviction to go through them convictions. Not only to be convicted in the heart, but say, Okay, Lord, I've been convicted here. Now help me to do what you're calling us to do. My brothers and sisters, what more do we have to see? What more do we have to see in this last days that we're living? That things are getting darker. We need to let the light shine. I'm here right now in my office, in my home. And if I turn off the lights right now, and I just turn on a little light, it could be so dark in this room, but yet, that little light shines brighter. Let your light shine, my brother. Let your light shine. Come on. Let's finish this race. Let's fulfill the ministry Christ has called us to do. Let's be found faithful. Let's be found faithful in Him. For He will lead us and guide us. For He's coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. just want to tell you that tonight. I love you all. Be encouraged. Stay in the Word. Stay in prayer. Even when we read all that we see that's coming, all the things that are coming upon the earth, our God is bigger than these problems, these pandemics, all that's going on. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Trust in Him and He will see us through. We're going forward. We are more than conquerors in Christ. We are victorious because what He did at Calvary. And we have the dunamis power living within us. So I love you all, my brothers and sisters. Until I make another podcast, God bless you all. Love you all. Bye-bye.